Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Live from the KATH 910AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM Guadalupe Radio Network. And it is good to have you with us. February 26th. We are in the second uh, full week of uh, Lent. Is that right? Yeah, we had the second Sunday yesterday. And uh, Lent is uh, rolling along. I hope it's going well for you. I'm having a great Lent so far. And there is a whole lot going on. We've got a really interesting show today, and it's really interesting from my part how things kind of come together nicely. Um, Cecil and I are going to talk about a few things, including the car raffle. <laughs> Hopefully by now you've heard <laughs> uh, that we did the drawing last Friday for the Mercedes, and we'll tell you some details about that. I have a chance for you to win $100 worth of gardening uh, things, you know, fertilizer and things like that, thanks to one of, uh, a wonderful sponsor. Um, and uh, let's see, the men's conference on Saturday, I was so blessed to be able to emcee that. Man, that was great. 1,300 men, St. Jude's Parish in, in Allen, so awesome. Uh, you know, and then now that event's done, and now we've got uh, a few other big events to look forward to, including the Catholic Pro-Life Community uh, event with Tim Tebow on March 23rd, and our event on April 20th, which we'll talk about. And then, as if that wasn't enough, uh, we have, um, I'm so, I'm so delighted because St. Patrick Parish in Dallas, that's my alma mater, went to grade school there. It uh, holds a, a really important place in my heart. And, uh, we have the director of evangelization, Amy Vitek, um, who is here with us and she's been here before. They have a mission at St. Patrick's beginning tonight and they have flown in uh, Father Alan Hoffa. Uh, from the Diocese of Allentown. He's been a priest for 15 years. The topic is issues that uh, teens and pretty much everybody, not just teens, not just men, but women and everybody uh, dealing with pornography. Okay, so he's going to be speaking tonight and also tomorrow and Wednesday. So this is a, a father is here along with Amy in studio. So we'll talk to him in just a moment. And then, um, and I think this is a, uh, related uh, indirectly, but David Ross is coming in and David, um, actually he and I both are graduates of St. Patrick Parish. I mean, of school, <laughs> didn't graduate from the parish. Uh, and he of course is the guy that puts on these blessed Carl of Austria events and they are really, really popular. And David does such an amazing job organizing these. And the next one is right around the corner, April 13th, in Plano, and so we're going to talk about Blessed Carl and what David uh, and his team have um, up their sleeve, so to speak, or what is going on, what's going to be unique about this, who are the speakers, and all that kind of good stuff. So that is the show, and i um, glad you are listening, and uh, thanks again to everybody who supported the car raffle. Uh, so Cecil Anderson is on the other side of the glass. And uh, how are you, Cecil? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life now that car raffle's done. <laughs> I know. Like what I had to, yeah. I had to actually this uh, last week and go. What mass am I going to? Because like for the last seven weeks, I've been told where I'm going, and I just you know get to go to one of the beautiful parishes we have across uh, Dallas did, and Fort did Worth. Did you like walk up to the ambo at the end of the mass? Yeah. Like I, I was waiting and, for them to call me up and say, and we have Cecil Anderson here. Yeah. She's going to give a talk, and um, they so yeah. Call security at my parish because <laughs> I got up there and they're like, "Sir, can you?" You're can like, you? "No." You're not giving a talk. Can you get down? Uh, but no, it, it is a little like a, a little bit of an existential crisis when we're like we've been doing something so 
you know, intensely for seven weeks and all of a sudden it's done. But um, in case you didn't hear, and I did have people come up to me at the men's conference and say, have y'all done the drawing yet? <laughs> I was like, yeah, was, yeah, at that time. I said, yeah, it was yesterday morning. There's a interesting story, a lady named Maria. She's from San Antonio and she bought five pay it forward tickets and uh, she put her husband's name on one. She put her pastor's name on one. And I think three of her children on the other three. And her husband, whose name was, is what? Uh, Julian. Julian. His ticket was drawn. And so I bet, I hope he lets her drive that car every now and then, by golly. Because uh, <laughs> she won it for him. And so that, congratulations. All right, here's what I want to do. Okay, so lots of people in North Texas bought tickets. A lot of you listening bought tickets. And uh, it's not a car, but we have something, as I mentioned a moment ago, Mike's Garden Center in South Lake. You know, today's going to get into the 90s. And so spring is not officially here, but it's beginning to feel like spring. And you may have gardening on your mind. Um, Mike's Garden Center uh, gave us a $100 gift certificate uh, last week on Monday. And the, the, the person who won it was a priest. And he's like, I don't have any need for gardening. I don't, I, 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 and, so, and he's also far away. So we've got that to give to somebody. Okay, So if you bought even one ticket or five tickets to the car raffle and you didn't win, um, email us. And at the end of the show, we're going to do a drawing. And you're going to win a $100 gift certificate to Mike's Garden Center of South Lake. Their website, mikesgardencenters.com. I guess it's centers, Mike's Garden Centers. Yeah, there's two locations. Okay, yeah. Mike's Garden Centers, and you can probably go to either one. $100 gift certificate. You can get some fertilizer or plants or bushes. Oh, I don't know. What do you get? Tree? I don't know what you <laughs> Dave get. Dave is clearly not the uh, <laughs> thinking about gardening. No, right. no. So um, anyways, here's the email, kath at grnonline.com. You, all you do is just email and say, hey, put me in that drawing, please. I'll get it. Cecil will get it, and we'll do a little drawing at the end of the, of the show, okay? KTH at uh, grnonline.com. Uh, if you bought any tickets um, to the car raffle and you didn't win, yeah, I don't know. Would you rather have a $100 gift certificate or the Mercedes? I think this is uh, this is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, so. I think it's pretty comparable, <laughs> for sure. All right, so that's that, kth at grnonline.com. So send that email to that. And again, thanks to everybody who did, all the pastors. We, th- we thanked you all a lot last week as well. All right, men's conference was a big success. Congratulations to Rick and Bob and Bill and all the guys that, that put this on. It was over at St. Jude's Parish in Allen, and it was just uh, an anointed. I mean, Amy even, when she's here, and she said her husband went, and he had great things to say about it as well. Uh, so all I can say is... Praise God, you know, I think it, it just went really well. And Jim Caviezel was amazing at, did you hear what he did, uh, Cecil? No. Okay, so he, he, he starts talking. He's got a, a sports jacket on, right? And uh, he starts off kind of kind of slow and somber, and, and then he builds up intensity. And at, at one point, he said, gosh, it's getting hot in here, isn't it? So he takes off his sports jacket, and he puts it down. And I was thinking, eh, I don't think it's that hot, you know? And then he goes up there and he kind of rips open his shirt and underneath it, it there's a shirt that says don't mess with Texas. <laughs> so he's got he's got a don't mess with Texas. And of course, That's you know, hilarious. uproarious, you know, I, and I, I got the best picture of, of him doing that, which maybe I'll, I'll post it. Yeah, you should Facebook. post it in our Facebook group. Yeah. So uh, and Bishop Burns was there. Bishop Kelly was there. David B. Wright. Um, uh, Robert uh, Turnmeyer um, was there as well, and he's talking about men's ministry. So it was awesome. So um, and thanks to you know Mary Boyle and Father Andrew and all the folks at uh, uh, St. Jude because they really really did a great job of organizing this. All right, the last thing we want to talk about before we get to our first guest 
is, um, as I mentioned, the next, I hope I'm not missing anything. Of course, the, the missions, like the ones at St. Patrick's are going on, you know, this week and during, during Lent. Um, March 23rd is the Catholic Pro-Life Community Big Bishop's Dinner. Tim Tebow is going to be the speaker. And uh, that's a biggie. Uh, I'm going. My wife's going. I hope you're going. Uh, so please go to ProLifeDallas.org and get your tickets for that. And then, uh, as I mentioned, um, April 13th is going to be the Blessed Carl event uh, that David Ross will be telling us more about. And then the very next Saturday, and I'm glad, I'm glad it doesn't conflict with um, David's event, the 20th, the Sparrow World event. You, do you want to tell everybody what that's all about? Uh, so, yes, definitely. So it's, I can take a sip of water? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. It is called the Spirit World Live. This is the first time that we're doing this. It is going to happen on April 20th at the Terry Center and uh, at Jesuit Preparatory School. And uh, if you are familiar with the Spirit World, our show here on GRN that we produce on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly, who is a religious demonologist. So he has uh, a little bit of background, a lot of background in, um, in a lot of exorcisms and he trains priests and he does a lot of um, interesting things having to do with the spirit world. It's a very popular show every Saturday and we're going to have them here in Dallas to do their show live on that Saturday evening. So it's going to be on the radio and in person and there's going to be a live audience. They're going to get to ask your questions. They're all about the spiritual world. And so we're really looking forward to it because again, it's a very popular event. Um, and it's a very inexpensive event, too, mm-hmm. for you to attend. It's $10 just to get in and join us that night. We'd love to have you. So definitely go online. The tickets are on sale right now at grnonline.com. I think it's forward slash TSW live, like the Spirit World Live. Um, and if not, you'll just go to our page and it'll show up on the uh, one of our little featured events uh, tabs. And uh, you will really enjoy this. I'm very excited because we've not done something like this before. Yeah, it's not a fundraiser. Um, you know, very, very nominal fee to get in, $10. And as uh, Cecil mentioned, 7 o'clock, live show right there. You can walk up, talk into a mic. You'll be on the radio. You get to ask the questions. And this is a phenomenally important and also popular topic of people asking about angels and demons, the spiritual world, and how, you know, the, the material world. It interacts with ma- the physical world. Yeah, the yeah. material world, the spiritual world. And so, and um, Adam and Debbie are, are outstanding. And so they're going to be there live and in person. So uh, please go to that website. Get your tickets. April 20th, it's a Saturday. Uh, so still a couple of months away, but, you know, time flies by so fast. Uh, grnonline.com slash Live. And did I get I, that right? Yes, yeah. you did. And really quickly, I'll mention again, we have one person in the drawing for that um, Mike's Garden Center. It's so drawing, so it's not a drawing yet. So we need to get another person. If you want to get that $100 gift card and you bought some car raffle tickets, email kath at grnonline.com. Because currently the person who emailed is just getting the yeah, gift right, card. Right. So. so she's saying, be quiet. <laughs> and really quickly, one other event I can mention. This last weekend, um, there was also the um, young adult retreat that happened for the Fort Worth Diocese oh, okay. that happened at Immaculate Conception. And this Saturday, there's a young adult mass happening at St. Patrick's Cathedral um, at 6 p.m. with dinner to follow. And I think the details are on the diocesan website, fwdioc.org. I would love to see some fellow young adults at that mass. I'll be there. All right. $100 gift certificate, Mike's Garden Centers of South Lake. And um, all you got to do is email kth at grnonline.com. 
And we have one person in the air quote drawing right now. <laughs> they are the de facto winner if nobody else uh, emails. But I'm, I have a feeling a few other people are going to probably email. All right, let's move on to our first uh, topic or our first interview anyways. We've covered a few topics already. And as I mentioned, uh, really happy to have in studio with me Amy Vitek. Uh, Director of Evangelization for St. Patrick Parish in Dallas. And uh, she has an interesting story in and of herself. I remember talking to you about your own testimony. And here with us, uh, all the way from the Diocese of Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, we have Father Alan Hoffa. And uh, let me give you a little bio on Father Alan Hoffa, and then we'll go straight to talking about what's going on this week because there's a parish mission that focuses on the the scourge the 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 evil of uh, pornography which uh, his father I think is going to tell us uh, pretty much affects every single person listening. Uh, father was ordained a priest to the diocese of Allentown on June sixth of two thousand nine. In February twenty seventeenth, he was appointed by the bishop of his diocese, Alfred Schlert, to lead the Integrity Restored Initiative. Uh, for the Diocese of Allentown. To prepare for this ministry, Father Hoffa was trained through the Integrity Restored Priest Intensive um, to assist those struggling with pornography in their life. Since that time, Father Hoffa has worked with uh, his bishop to develop a diocesan plan to address pornography for the faithful of his diocese at every level. This work has resulted in the Lumen Christi Commission in the Diocese of Allentown, dedicated to bringing the faithful out of the darkness of pornography and back into the bright light found in Jesus Christ. Father Hoffa will be, as I mentioned, uh, leading the uh, parish mission at St. Patrick's in Dallas this week, beginning tonight, uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So welcome to both of you, and thank, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Um, first of all, Amy, uh, thanks for coming back, and thanks for. I want to thank also Jeannie Dunn, who uh, first emailed me and suggested this from the parish. But uh, um, you all have a, a parish mission during Lent, I guess, most years, do you? Is this a, a regular thing? Yeah, this is our second year of having a priest come and spend a week in our <coughs> parish, speaking of all of our masses, so they, our parishioners get to know the priest. And then we start our mission as soon as you know Sunday's over with. So mm-hmm. we're really happy that we have Father Hoffa here with us this week. Did Father? Did you get to speak at the masses? Uh, okay, so you I was the to, homilist all weekend all at it. all the masses. Yeah. yeah, that that's a big help, isn't it? It was because you get to give them a little bit of a foretaste of what they expect. What was your, I guess, for lack of a better word, the the selling point, or what what were you saying? Like, hey, come back the next three days, and what what's what what, what, what did you tell them? It was a great. Um, opportunity with the se- the gospel of the second week of Lent because it's the transfiguration. Yeah, and yeah. we have the opportunity for our own individual lives, if it's a person who's struggling with pornography use, uh, for your own life to be transformed, but then also to transform the minds and hearts of others who may have that thought that this doesn't affect me. There was a woman who came out of Mass and she said, you know, I wasn't going to come to this because I didn't think it, ha- it had anything to do with me. And it was a woman who was later on in life and she said, but after hearing you, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Because no matter if you are a parent, grandparent, uh, if you are an aunt, uncle, if you are married, male, female, every single person is affected directly or indirectly directly by this issue of pornography. Mm-hmm. Without exception. Let me, I want to come back, and uh, I've got a lot of questions I'd like to ask you, Father. Uh, Amy, why, why, how did this topic or this theme for your parish mission come about, and how did you get connected with uh, Father Hoffa? So Father Charles and I were having a meeting one afternoon, and he said, you know, can you find me some resources that I could use in confessions for people who are struggling with pornography? 
Um, you know, Father will tell you it is one of the number one sins that is confessed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I did what every good evangelization director does. I go to Google, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> I went to Google and I found Father Hoffa's ministry. Um, on his ministry, they had a program. It's a seven-step program. And so I printed it out, gave it to Father, and I said, you know, I think this would be a good start because they can come back to you and say, this is the point that I'm falling. I can't mm-hmm. get past this point. So it gives Father a starting place when you're trying to heal someone, you know, um, from this addiction um, or this problem. And so I talked to Father, and he started talking, and we were going back and forth, and we're like, what about doing this at Lent's? Mm-hmm. You know, because Lent's a perfect time, yeah. you know, for us to bring this hard topic to our parish. Um, and we just finished with, you know, the the pro-life one that we had. And so we said, yeah, he said, see if you can book him. So I reached out to Father Hoffa's group, and he was available. And it just started from there. And um, we, that's how we got fathers, is he was willing to come down to our parish to speak for this length of time and be away from his home parish. Mm-hmm. And so we're very blessed to have him, and our parish is so excited um, after hearing him all weekend about this topic. Yeah. And do you travel much, Father? Is this unusual, or do you do this a lot? I've traveled, um, I would say, maybe get out six times, uh, six to ten times a year, depending on what the things are that we have booked through Integrity Restored, which is the organization that I work for. Uh, I was actually, the most recent time that I traveled, I was actually in Ireland um, to work on this issue back in November. So it's both a ministry, national and international, uh-huh. uh, to be able to address this issue of pornography. Has pornography always been an issue in you know, since the beginning of time of some way or sort, and I'm guessing it's worse now than it's ever been because of technology and, and internet and all that. But uh, talk about, uh, you know, from a historical perspective, I the think problem. the bigger part is we need to take a step back from just pornography and look at the misuse of our gift of sexuality. Uh, John Paul II, when he did the theology of the body and those Wednesday audiences was really, and before him, Paul VI with Humanae Vitae, really started to give us the uh, the church having a voice about how the gift of our human sexuality was being misused. And at that time, you would have that there were different things, uh, the misuse and, and the objectification of women and sexual acts, etc. But then, you know, prior to 20, 25 years ago, before the internet became big, you had people that if you wanted to view pornography, you either had to go and get a magazine or you had to get a VHS tape or something like that, or there were things that were uh, novels and things like that that people could use that for. But once the invent of the internet came and it became so free and accessible, then the the floodgates just opened. And I think over when we look at different problems, especially within sin, and you see their gradual rise as society changes, with this, once the internet came onto the scene and there were two big spikes, one, the internet, and then two, smartphones, when the phone became so easily accessible with a browser that you didn't have to sit down at a computer, but you could do it anywhere, we didn't see a gradual rise. We saw a huge spike, mm-hmm. and then it's continued to rise and grow, um, and we're only finding out more. One of the things our organization works with is not only just from the understanding of what the church says, but also science and working with psychologists and psychiatrists, looking at the neuroscience um, behind all of this. And we're only getting into the infancy of brain mapping, et cetera, to show the negative effects, the harmful effects 
that pornography has on the brain when you get into the issue of addiction. Yeah. And some people would say this is a victimless crime. Some people would say, hey, this is just between a guy and his computer and, you know, nobody's getting hurt. And I, you're, you're now you're saying, no, no, I, I know. I know that's not the case. But well, how, and, 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 and a secondary related question would be some people would say, you know, what, what, what's the big deal? I mean, well, why, why do we need to make, spend our time fighting this? It's, uh, what, what's, it's just everybody's doing it. So, you know. Yeah, and, and there's so many. You know, we think about our human relations and we think about the breakdown of marriages. We think of the breakdown of the family. Uh, we think of, you know, the national statistic is tribunals that handle marriage annulment cases. Over half of them have as a core problem pornography. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a victimless crime. It's not a victimless sin. Uh, the other thing is we do a lot to bring and make the connections. You know, one of the things that is, I know, a, a big here in Texas um, is all the stuff that's going on down at the southern border. And we hear about human trafficking, about sex trafficking. And if we were to chop the head off of the pornography industry, the demand for children and adults being sex trafficked would be eliminated by at least two-thirds mm-hmm. because that's what they're being trafficked for. It's not just for a person's personal use, but it's so that people can make money off of these persons performing these sexual acts. And so, but people don't want to make those connections. You'll get people who are champions for against human trafficking, against sex trafficking, child trafficking. But then you say, okay, stop the pornography industry. And because it's worldwide over a hundred billion dollar industry uh, yearly, they don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. And so there's the, there's the rub because there are so many different facets of life that this is connected to and people don't want to have the voice. But slowly, piece by piece, parish by parish, mission by mission, event by event, we're getting out there and we're bringing this truth into people's lives and the it's starting to click. Yeah. And especially because we're taking it not just from an aspect of faith and the moral teachings of the church, but also the science behind it as well. You know, I think about we I've had so many interviews about uh, the, the, the scourge of abortion, the evil of abortion. And, you know, the, the goal has always been well, one of the goals was to make it illegal. And that, of course, that um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade didn't really do that, but at least it pushed it back to the states. Would you um, and would you think that that would be one of the goals is to make pornography illegal? And 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 I think that that would be a good start. I mean, it's that a, wouldn't stop it entirely, just like making you know, abortion illegal doesn't stop abortion. But w- would that be a good first step? It's a great start, and it's actually already in process. One of the things, when we look at the catechism's definition of pornography, at the end, the last sentence says, civil authority should do well to make it something that is not available in society. And both in on a national level and on a state level, there is legislation being promoted to make pornography a public health crisis. Uh, right along after they're addressing all the stuff about human trafficking, pornography too, because you're seeing in other countries um, that there it's almost like again I don't want to get an offshoot into another hot topic, but all of the stuff with gender reassignment surgeries and stuff like that, countries are finding out about you know the the harmful nature of all of this. Well, it's the same thing. Different countries are starting to see the harmful effect of pornography, um, the decrease in marriages, the decrease in the children um, being conceived. And that is going to be the end of their culture, mm-hmm. the end of you know their people. And so there's more and more people who are starting to see how this is affecting. It's almost like, you know, when people came out and started smoking cigarettes and they said, you know, this is bad. But it wasn't until we got how far along decades after and started to see lung cancer and all those harmful effects. This is one of those things where we can't wait any longer to see the long-term effects 
with all of these things for people to come out and say it needs to stop because mm. we've seen enough of an effect on how it's just destroyed people's lives on on multiple levels again personally and then in the interpersonal sphere of relationship yeah father alan hoffa is my guest he is here in studio he is a priest of the diocese of allentown pennsylvania he's also pastor of a holy guardian angels parish uh, which is in reading pennsylvania his mission on this important topic begins tonight at saint patrick parish in dallas uh, 7 to 8 30 uh, we'll have him uh, give a little preview of the, the talks. Tomorrow night also is uh, family night. Um, and then also arming yourself for the battle Wednesday as well. So um, a couple other quick questions, and then we'll give you a chance to just kind of let everybody know what's going to be you know going on this week in a little bit more detail. I know I asked you before we started about, you know, this, you know, you've already said this affects everybody, but I think a lot of people say this is a problem that men have. This is, every, I said, every man's battle, and you immediately said no it's everybody's battle right yes. uh how other than typically being the victim of the pornography the images itself mostly i think it's probably women uh how are women impacted and are they consumers one of the first things is the the trend goes a lot of women don't go necessarily looking for it um sometimes they do sometimes it's not just in the traditional form of looking at a video but it could be again in a book um, that they read, like Fifty Shades of Grey was one of the first things that onset mm-hmm. you know women to the spike in pornography, actually, because of just the descriptive nature of it and were, led them into a fantasy world, which is also associated with pornography. But what we've also seen is the rise of women being affected, uh, you know, back, I would say in the 80s and 90s, there's a lot of work against eating disorders. And so we started to curb that. And then now we've seen eating disorders and other things that have come from body issue, body image issues uh, spiking again, and it's because of pornography. Mm. And one of the things with that is that you're seeing they they don't think that they're pretty enough because they don't look like the the women on the pornography that their husbands or their boyfriends want. Um, another piece of that is that just their own internal image of themselves, they see it and they want to be like that. But it's, while they're viewing it and they're doing this comparison, that highly aggressive, highly addictive nature of pornography twists the brain a little bit. And then they start to say, oh, now I need to see this because now I need to look at that man in that pornographic video and he does more for that woman than my husband does. Mm. And it, it, I just did a podcast on Integrity Restored just a few weeks ago, and it's called The Conjugal Commandments. And it's talking about the things that should be a part of the conjugal act for men and women um, and how it, we become so devoid of that, especially in this pornographic culture. The other thing that's happening is that you're seeing um, many women uh, whose husbands are addicted to pornography are being forced to commit the same uh, things that their husbands are watching on pornography that is far worse hardcore porn um, mm-hmm. versus just regular sex porn. Um, and these women are living in shame and they're being hurt uh, because of this. And one of the things to go to the, the sort of end is that there are women being raped in marriage um, because of the, they're being forced to do this. And well, if my husband wants me to, then I should, but I really don't want to because mm-hmm. it hurts or it doesn't make me feel good. And this isn't what marriage is supposed to be. But the men, they get their heads so warped on this issue, and it's very damaging. Yeah, very good. Uh, very important uh, topic, and this is going to be the 
the, the parish mission is St. Patrick's in Dallas this weekend. Amy, what's the website? Uh, people want to get the address and that kind of thing. Where, where do they go? Sure, yeah. It's, it's www.stpatrickdallas.org. stpatrickdallas.org. Yes. Okay, stpatrickdallas.org. And again, it begins tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, Father, a couple of qu- questions. Uh, we got a few minutes remaining. Uh, yeah, I mentioned family night. And w- what age do you recommend for this? Uh, should parents bring their you know 12-year-olds, kids, or, you know, and also, if you might just want to give a, a very quick um, synopsis or, or, or preview of what you'll be doing each night. One of the true factors in all of this is that first age of exposure is eight to nine years old. And so tomorrow, especially as we're talking um, with families, you know, we've often heard the birds and the bees talk. Mm-hmm. We don't promote that. We promote a conversation that needs to be healthy. Uh, the people over at Defend Young Minds is a great website for families to go to in this issue, and they are doing the top stuff of keeping children safe with technology, especially against this evil of pornography, Defend Young Minds. And they have a book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, that is actually aimed at kindergarten age, five years old, to be able to help children to understand that if I see a picture that makes me uncomfortable, what should I do? I should go to my mom and dad because mm. that trauma can cause sexual sexuality distortion and all sorts of problems as they move forward. So I would say for parents as they're thinking about their children, definitely bring them. Um, I met was I was blessed. Amy had me meet with the high school uh, students yesterday. Uh, we had students from Bishop Lynch, uh, students from the parish, and it was absolutely fantastic. But as we go through the three nights, the patron saints of our ministry are actually the archangels. And so when we think of Michael, the battle against evil, when we think of Raphael, healing, and when we think of Gabriel, good news. Mm -hmm. And so each of the three nights is going to be dedicated to sort of that view tonight. We're going to talk about by giving people truth, the ability to push back against this siege that is coming to the parish at every level. And uh, we're going to look at the gospel of Jesus being tempted in the desert, which we had at the first Sunday of, of Lent. And then tomorrow, as we look at the tra- it's uh, trauma, not drama, you know, with, with our young people especially, but with all of us, it's important for us to be able to have the understanding that this is something that can be healed from. And so we're going to look to Raphael, a healing, and we're also going to look to the woman caught in adultery and what Jesus actually does for her in that healing aspect and the reality of guilt and shame. And there's so many different things, beautiful things for that our Catholic uh, faith brings to us. And then on the last night, we're going to send the parish out on mission. We're going to send them to go and uh, you know spread that good news. Again, Gabriel. Uh, and looking at the the great gift that our faith can bring us, but also the responsibility that we have as Christian disciples to be able to share that good news and to make sure that no one falls under this by everybody talking about it, because it's a silent predator. But if we stop the silence, then it, the predatory nature becomes out in the open. Satan loves a secret, and a secret loses its power when it's no longer a secret. Mm-hmm. And so the more we can bring this to the light, the more that we can help people be free from it. Amen. That's exactly what St. Patrick's is doing. You're bringing it to the light. Amen. Uh, Amy, I, I'm sure you wanted me to speak much more to Father than you because he's the, he's the one that's yes. going to be there tonight. Yeah. But anything else that you want to throw in before we let you go? We just have about a minute remaining. No, I mean, we welcome this to anybody in the diocese. You know, please come. Yeah. Um, we have plenty of room. Um, we would love to fill our parish with, you know, with people to listen to Father Hoffa's talk because it is that important. You know, working in youth ministry, I hear about all the time with the teens. Um, so, yes, it's very important. Um, please come out. Please come in here, Father Hoffa. We will even have, um, if someone feels uncomfortable when it comes to the Q&A session, 
Um, if they feel uncomfortable asking a question out loud, we'll actually be able to have a slip for them to fill out to ask their question, and then that will be given directly to Father Hoffa. Only he will see the question, and he'll be able to respond back to them. Okay, very we're gonna, good. We're going to live stream it as well. Yes. Um, so I'll be live streaming it on <clears throat> okay. my Facebook page, and then the parish will be sharing it out so that people, if they're not able to get there or depending on far-reaching, they can even come back and look at it in each of the three nights of the mission. All right, very good. And you're going to see a good variety of weather, I think, this week as well. It's the been 90s beautiful. Today I, my... left, I left snow and cold and 20-degree <laughs> weather in Pennsylvania, and I'm loving 90 it, degrees today. Yeah, it's typically beautiful. February is not in the 90s, but nope. uh, today's going to be a pretty warm day. But it's going to cool down because we get some of that uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania weather coming. Yep. Uh, Father, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your priesthood. Amy, thank you also. Yeah. And I would like to also thank Father Charles yeah. for being very courageous Amen. and brave to bring this out into the light. That's one we of the wanna... things that I've noticed in this ministry is the way we stop this is courageous bishops and courageous priests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Father Charles, I echo Amy's sentiments, courageous in this, and I'm so thankful. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you. Thank you, Father Charles. All right. Thanks to both of you. And uh, this is uh, the midway point in our program. Uh, David Ross is coming in next to talk about a really, really wonderful event, April 13th. It's the Blessed Carl of Austria uh, conference, and it's a symposium is what he's calling it, April 13th in Plano. We'll talk all about that. Who is Blessed Carl and why should you consider attending? Uh, and uh, we'll also give you an update. Uh, or so, so do you want to give an update? Do we have anybody else in the drawing about... Uh, I still just have one person in that drawing. Okay, one person. If you want to in have the a, non-drawing. If you want to have a, a chance to win $100 gift certificate, Mike's Garden Centers of Southlake, $100. Okay, all you got to do. And I, now I did say you had to purchase... Um, raffle tickets for the car okay and i know that probably weeds a few people out uh but if you did buy raffle tickets for the car we appreciate it so much just email uh kth at grnonline.com and uh say i want to be in the drawing we'll have that drawing at the end of the hour okay uh kth at grnonline.com we'll take a quick break and david ross is coming up next join us in praying to our lady of guadalupe our lady of guadalupe mystical rose Make intercession for Holy Church. Protect the Sovereign Pontiff. Help all those who invoke you in their necessities. And since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the True God, obtain for us from your Most Holy Son the grace of keeping our faith, of sweet hope in the midst of the bitterness of life, of burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Bert and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Join us for the 24th Annual Successful Fathers Conference at the Dallas Country Club on March 28th, beginning at 9 a.m. This year's event will feature speaker and author Jason Evert. The title of this year's talk is A Call to Fathers Parenting in a Confused and Hypersexual Age. Cost is $50 per ticket. Please RSVP by purchasing a ticket at PayPal via email address robhayes at yahoo.com. Continental Breakfast will be available. The event is free for clergy. Please respond by March 15th. 
Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. Wow, the crew is awesome here at Morning Joy, your morning show here on Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us to hear Adam Bly, Debbie Giorgiani, Monsignor Charles Pope, Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson, and the team keeps growing. Wow, we are so blessed to have this time together each morning. Whether you're driving to work, preparing breakfast, taking kids to school, or just tuning in because you love what you hear. Weekday mornings, 6 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Morning Joy, where truth matters. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage & Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage & Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. Oh, here we are. We're back in the show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, what a great uh, first segment that was. And again, St. Patrick. Uh, oh, gosh, I had to start talking about the website. Go to St. Patrick Parish uh, website in Dallas, and you can find out about that mission that begins this evening with Father Alan Hoffa. That's a very, very important topic. And so another really, really amazing and wonderful event that's coming up is going to be the next uh, Symposium on Blessed Carl von Habsburg. He is emperor and king. Uh, Blessed Carl von Habsburg, a 20th century man whose example is for these times. It's going to be Saturday, April 13th. 9 a.m. is when it begins at the Robinson Fine Arts Center in Plano um, and uh, 1800 Alma Drive. And so I have in studio not only David Ross, but also his wonderful wife and one, two, three, four, five of his six children here. And, uh, David, I know when you and I were communicating with each other, welcome, by the way. Thank, thank thanks you. Thanks for all of y'all coming. Oh, thank you for having us. It's a joy to be here. Thank and you said, do you mind if I bring my whole family? And I, I said, well, of course I, I don't mind. Not only do I not mind, I expect it. Because every time you come in, you are like the consummate family man. You come with your whole family. <laughs> this is you. awesome. It's hard to do something great without bringing them all with me. So it's my privilege to have them. Yeah, and there's such a, an amazing. I I I I, I, bra- I, I didn't brag. I, I I talked so so highly about them last time, and it looks like they continue to just be amazing kids. And so, uh, welcome to all of you. I'm glad you're here. You. Uh, so, David, let's uh, let's start off with the basics because I don't want to presume that every single person knows who Blessed Carl von Habsburg is. Who is he? Why is he important? And why? Is he important to David Ross? Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, the man himself, um, he was born in 19, uh, 1887 and died in 1922 at the age of 34, leaving a pregnant wife plus uh, seven children. He was the emperor of Austria and king of Hungary, which uh, is commonly referred to as the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which itself was the successor empire to the Holy Roman Empire. And so we're talking about uh, an entity which governed most of Europe for a long period of, of history. 
which actually started with Carl the Great, Carl de Grosser, that is Charlemagne. So that's the connection there. And he was the emperor halfway through World War I, in fact, okay? And, um, but there were enemies of the empire that basically took him down, socialists and communists and uh, liberals and, and what have you, uh, masons. And, and so he was exiled to the Portuguese island of Madeira, okay? And his uncle was actually the next in line. His assassination in 1914 is what started World War One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blessed Carl was For, his, Ferdinand, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Franz Ferdinand. This Franz. is the uh, von Habsburg family of of uh, uh, European history, and um, uh, he came to the throne, our man Carl, in 1916 for precious two years. So, what's important about him is. He had a lot of uh, foes against him, and if not for anything he did. I mean, the man really was pretty much saintly all his life. But as I said, commun- I mean, listen to this list. Uh, rugged individualists, nihilists, masons, socialists, communists, deconstructionists, traitors, and the like. Certainly anti-Catholic, anti-Christian, okay? How did he govern his empire? his family, his friends, his life, against these forces, which did take him down, how did he stay on mission and and stay faithful to our Lord? And this is relevant for us today because these same forces, it sounds like I just uh, described the Democrat Party, but not doing that, (laughs) but um, these forces are against us today. And frankly, you'll find them through any political party because there's nothing perfect on earth you know Mm -hmm. there's no political party perfect or even candidate but so you know during the 40s and 50s uh there was no movement around blessed carl there's a big movement around him today it was a lot easier back then to be catholic it's not so easy now certainly things started to change drastically in the 60s and made a massive, you know, lurch forward in a negative sense now. So he's an example for us. I can get into more detail. But that's why there's a movement around him. That's why people come to this symposium, which is, as you said, April 13th. The last one was a year and a half ago. It was a year and a half ago you and I were together mm-hmm. here talking yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, and it was very, it, it sold out, didn't it? I mean, there was a lot, a lot of people there. It didn't sell out, but there were uh, 700 people from 28 states and six foreign countries. Wow. And um, we had Bishop Athanasius Schneider. We had members of the Royal House of Habsburg. Um, uh, we have uh, a similar uh, lineup with a few different uh, speakers this year. And... So we're talking about a man characterized by bravery in the face of persecution when no one will agree with him, or a lot of people won't. How do you still preach Jesus to the people? How do you still bring Jesus to the public square even when they are threatening his life literally? Now, most of us don't go through that, but in a way we do. Mm-hmm. How do you stay bold be not afraid. That's why on the website, which is blessedcarl.org, it says, we are an Easter people. 
and Hallelujah is our song. This is a quote from Pope St. John Paul II uh, 40 years ago. Because we are a people of hope. And this is why I talked about joy, which is that act of the will to choose an inner gladness of heart. It's not based on finances, our political fortunes. You're always going to be happy in the Lord. There's always reason to have hope. And the saints teach us many things about how to live. And he teaches us how to live in the secular world when they're kind of against us. Mm-hmm. So that's the short answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have the long answer. I'll let you hear that one. No, no, you have to uh, go no, to no, the I symposium. I, I appreciate that very much. Uh, by the way, the website, blessedcarl.org. Carl's with a K, blessedcarl.org. And you can find that's very easy to remember, and you can find all the information. Now, you've been doing this for several years. And, of course, every time you've come to me, we've always been very excited about promoting this. And I, I was there for the, the one that you talked about with 700 people, and it was just an amazing, uh, amazing event. Um, what What is on the agenda? You mentioned there's going to be some returning speakers. I see a list of them here. Yes. Uh, a couple of new ones uh, as well. A lot of people with uh, Von Habsburg at the end of their name, which yeah. I'm guessing is not a coincidence. They're related to him by blood, yes, right? Yes. So who, who are the, 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 what are some of the highlights? Well, um, uh, our first honor is to have uh, Father Abbot uh, Philip Anderson, uh, the Benedictine Abbot of the Abbot of the Benedictine Monastery at Clear Creek. Our Lady of Clear Creek, just outside of, uh, you know, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where my son has been a monk, you know, David Jr., uh, since May 1st. And uh, I thought since uh, the father took my son, the least I can do is have him come back and <laughs> talk to my group at my symposium. So he is um, uh, a very spiritual man, contemplative, intellectual, uh, a convert himself, mm. Father, the Father Abbot. Um, he was uh, a monk at um, Fontgombeau in France and came back and started Clear Creek. So he's one of our speakers. He's going to be speaking about the traditional Benedictine Habsburg connection. Very interesting. Um, we have um, the Archduke Edward von Habsburg, who is Hungary's ambassador to the Holy See, and he lives in Rome. He's written a, uh, a book on um, called The Habsburg Way. He isolates out some Habsburgs in European history and how they governed and navigated through turbulent times, which is the sub-theme of, of my symposium. Mm-hmm. I have his 21 or 22-year-old son, um, who's also Archduke, uh, Paul, who is a U.S. student here, actually, and he is going to talk about uh, being royal, as a youth in America, and uh, tie that in with Blessed Carl. I have Blessed Carl's granddaughter again, who lived with her grandmother, servant of God Zita, Blessed Carl's wife. And they were married by Venerable Fulton Sheen. I don't know if you know that. Oh, is that, that right? No, obscure, I did not know that. Obscure bishop. But, yeah. uh, um, and I have um, the great American author, Mr. Charles Coulomb, is uh, coming. He has uh, finished a book on Blessed Carl, and he is working on and finishing soon a book on Servant of God, Empress, and Queen Zita. And I have uh, Suzanne Pearson, who is the head of the uh, Blessed Carl Prayer League, okay, uh, who is an organization that started praying for the Archduke, Carl, when he was five and had no chance to become emperor. 
there was five other men in front of him and their male offspring. So it was almost nil chance mm-hmm. to become emperor. When he was five, this Austrian stigmatist nun said, this little boy is going to be emperor. We need to pray for him now, which was a laughable prophecy giving the virtual impossibility. And that prayer league continues uh, today. And so um, those are uh, some of the speakers coming. And uh, I would give a little talk. My children are rolling their head. Little. <laughs> little. Uh, I'll give a little Hour talk. Hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'll try to <laughs> shave it down. But just explaining just the context that Blessed Carl was born into, a little yeah. bit of uh, European history in the war. Yeah, very nice. And uh, Family Man as well. I'm curious, here in America, as you mentioned, it's very popular. You didn't mention America specifically, but is this a worldwide, is is he famous in Europe as well? Are there movements, are there David Rosses in Europe putting on events like this? Or is this particularly big in America right now? You know, um, it is bigger in America. Just frankly, everything's bigger in America. (laughs) Yeah. When the Archduke Edward von Habsburg came and spoke to us, he looked around at that audience, that sea of people, and said, you know, in, Amer- in Europe, we would never see this. Mm-hmm. I remember so, that. Yes, they do have this there, but it's much smaller. And he said, we would never see all these children because this is a child-friendly event. It's not like some other events, which I support, but a lot of them, there's just this regurgitation of all the negatives and woes, and people, uh, leaders of families need to know about this. It is not going over that. This is a positive. What can we do now that we already know that? That's why everybody is depressed, and there seems to be a crisis in joy. And Blessed Carl always had joy. Not that he walked around constantly with smile on his face, but joy as I defined. Um, and so this is safe for children. There's not going to be those, you know, hot button words mentioned. Um, it's just going to be good for children. It's going to be positive. It is upbeat, just like it is every year. How can we maintain our joy or reclaim it for some, navigate through this sea of just infamy? We live in an age, you know, marked by blaspheme and sacrilege. So how do you stay faithful and joyful? Because mm-hmm. the devil isn't finished. The more the devil gets what he wants, his appetite increases. It is not satisfied. He's hungrier, hungrier. So he's coming for your joy too. Yeah. And so that's why people are flocking to this man's story because you think, oh my gosh, this is like something that's going on today. And so this does going on all over the country, but it's not as big as Texas. <clears throat> that's that nothing's as big as in Texas, right? Um, blessedcarl.org is the website. The Symposium 2024, Blessed Carl von Habsburg, Emperor King, uh, a 20th century man whose example is for these times, Saturday, April 13th, beginning at 9 o'clock in the morning at the Robinson Fine Arts Center, 1800 Alma drive in Plano, blessedcarl.org. My guest is David Ross. He is the organizer of this, and he's done this a number of times, and he puts on a wonderful event with the help of a whole lot of people, including his beautiful family. They're all in studio with me, including his wife, and uh, five, uh, I, some of them have been kind of coming in and out. Do we have four or five of them here? Yeah, five, five, of the, uh, five of the six. Five of the six. Okay, David, is, as you mentioned, he's up in Oklahoma. Um, how much are tickets? 
All right. So last year, so events like this are normally, you know, a couple hundred dollars. So people were really surprised there were only $75 last year because I want, this is not a money-making event. This is not my job. Okay. This is just a personal postulate. I want as many people to come to get hooked on Carl, you might say. And when you read about Carl, you think I'm reading about Christ. He is another Christ in so many ways. And um, so we keep the tickets low just to help cover with what it costs. This year, they're actually less than half of that. They're $35. For $35 for admission? $35, oh, wow. yes. Um, just long story short, my expenses were less. So I'm passing that on. Uh, students are $20. And children between 6 and 17 are $10. And 5 and younger is free. I mean, it's cheaper than getting a babysitter, you know. So, <laughs> and how how many does the venue hold? Oh, it holds. Uh, it's a beautiful venue. It's walking distance from St. Mark's Catholic Parish in Plano, just off of Central Expressway near Park, and uh, it holds. I mean, it holds more than we're probably going to have. It's a double decker, brand okay. new fine arts venue. It's like a. Uh, symphonic orchestral okay. hall. Yeah, I say that because I the the, the men's conference was this Over past South Saturday. They had uh, they sold out. I mean, a lot of times people say, "Oh, we're going to sell out," and and uh, they'll think, "Oh, like, I'll get tickets at the door." But they they literally sold out. I mean, the uh, three or four days before the event, you could not buy tickets. So I just wanted to say, uh, it sounds like it's the the the, uh, the venue is big enough where you probably won't you know sell out. But people want to get the tickets early. Thirty five dollars. What a great price for this. BlessedCarl.org, BlessedCarl.org. The fact that he has blessed in front of his name, I would think that implies that there is a cause of canonization underway, yes. and he has already um, gotten past the, the first uh, stage of that. Uh, could, can you give us an update on that? Yes, I can. Through uh, various uh, miracles that have been wrought by God through the saint, the, the saintly monarch, Blessed Carl, he has advanced to the blessed stage, state, and uh, they're, the cause is in the hands of the Vatican, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody offered me uh, money to donate to it. I said, well, I, I don't know what to do with this, uh, but, um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, couldn't take it. But um, we don't need that. It's in the hands of the church, the church of God. And so apparently, uh, supposedly, there are some miracles that after review would get him to the full canonized state. Uh, but again, you know, his cause kind of languished when it was a lot easier being Catholic. Now that his excellence, and we hate to let the hundred, the hundred years passing separate us from his excellence. It's why we bring him forward for people to see. Um, has caused a, a great revival in his cause, and it's going through. Pope St. John Paul II, his name was Charles when he was born. Caroli in Polish. Mm-hmm. He was named after Carl. Is that right? And then he beatified basically his own patron saint in 2004 on, and his feast day is October 21st, Carl. That's not the day he died. It's the day he entered into the sacrament of matrimony, holy matrimony, mm. otherwise known as getting married, probably hoping that Zeta would join him. And um, Carl died on April 1st. John Paul died on April 2nd. Yeah. Carl's yeah. feast day is October 21st. Pope John Paul's feast day is October 22nd. Oh, wow. No one set that up. Mm-hmm. That is miraculous. So there's 
a lot more I could say, and there's a lot more I will say at the symposium. Yeah, certainly. We have uh, just a few minutes remaining in the program. And uh, real quickly, Cecil, do we have an actual drawing that we're going to have? We do. Uh, we have two people uh, in the drawing. <laughs> okay. We'll have a drawing. We have uh, uh, Mike's Garden Centers in Southlake. And this is totally unrelated to Blessed Carl, yes. David. I'm sorry for throwing this on you. But we did announce earlier in the, in the uh, broadcast that uh, Mike's Garden Center has given away a $100 gift certificate. And we have a, a drawing that we're going to do in just a moment. Uh, but I do want to ask you, uh, David, about the, you, you know, who, I'm guessing this is for everybody. You mentioned young people, people of all ages, uh, non-Catholics, I'm sure, came uh, out of curiosity. Um, what kind of feedback did you get? Anything that anybody said to you after the conference that surprised you or might be good for people to hear today? Yeah. That, that people got out of learning about this great man? Yes, interesting. If you go to the website, blessedcarl.org, you'll see in more than one place a little button, click here for reviews of previous events. There, it, it'll say it all. Uh, people love it, and it's not because of me. It's not a boast. It's just all these people that come together for speaking, and then the story that does get out about him. And so... Uh, uh, people love it. People feel safe bringing their uh, children to it. Um, uh, and so if you go to the website, you'll see that button. You also see mention there. Um, it attracts a lot of uh, singles as well. It attracts newlyweds who dedicate their marriage to uh, Carl and Zita. On the very front page of the website, right up top, there's a mention of a singles social, which is actually the next day. So here's something maybe I'll mention. For those who are attendees, who are singles, there is a huge buffet single social, which will attract 100 people or more uh, the next day on Sunday. They have to be attendees of the uh, symposium or at least subscribe to the ticket because it's a bonus for singles who support the symposium. That is there for registering. And there's also a um, dinner with the main speakers that Saturday night, hmm. Okay, the day of the event, uh, for $105 per person at a very nice, uh, large, beautiful restaurant with very fine food. And that's on the website. So there's a lot of things. There's other things connected to it, a lot of buzz about it. Um, you would just have to go to, to see see why Bishop Schneider would, would come in, why an abbot who hardly ever leaves his monastery would come and want to talk at it, why families come, why the Archduke said, I have never seen so much people at an event mm. like this with children. Yeah. It's very encouraging. And so that's a um, couple of things I wanted All to right. mention. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I know we're still a ways from the event. Maybe we'll do this again as we get closer. Yes, I know yes. uh, one is probably not enough. April 13th, please mark your calendar. And uh, I love it because we have an event on April 20th. So thank you for not uh, scheduling it the same week as ours. No, I thank uh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> April 20th. And uh, and so um, that's our Spirit World event. Okay, it's the 2024 Symposium on Blessed Carl von Habsburg, Emperor and King. And he is a man for our times. And uh, David Ross has been uh, my guest. And I'm so thankful that you brought your whole family in uh, to, to adorn our studio. Can I give away some tickets? Oh, yeah. Can of I course. say that? Yes, yes. Okay. They have your number? Um, 
Well, yeah. How many do you want to give away? Well, I'd like for three callers to come in, and they'll each get five free spaces. Can oh, we do wow. that? Yeah. So if you're giving away 15 total. Yes, 15 okay, total. Okay, so five times 35, uh, that's, that's a, that's a that, lot. That's, that's going to add up. And okay. so I'd like to do that. Who will uh, call your station? Can you take the calls, uh, Cecil? Okay. Thumbs all right. up. Double okay, thumbs up. Okay, so three up. winners. Okay, let me give out the phone number. Um, is that all right? Yes. Uh, eight seven eight. Wait, let's see. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. And this is uh, five tickets each. Yes. Uh, to the event uh, on April thirteenth. And uh, call right now. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Now I'm going to get Cecil on the radio here and so um if you want to go and get these tickets okay <laughs> so this is going to do the drawing now this is uh, not to confuse people this is for the mike's garden centers yes uh, that we talked about earlier and the winner for that is hold on i have a very fancy hand that i'm using instead of a oh, cup yeah. yeah you sure are all right all the right. winner is elizabeth elizabeth okay. so i will email you elizabeth if okay. you're hopefully you're still listening yeah and thanks to mike and i forget his wife's name but they are owners of mike's garden centers jessica i want to say uh it's her name if it isn't i apologize to his wife with her, with her real name uh but thanks again and also uh doreen cheney of course uh, amazing real quickly before um that i i told bill kula i was going to make this quick announcement about the catholic foundation uh they've 